0: Hey, you, my entrepreneurial friend of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design, because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified Master Coach and Human Behaviour Specialist, as well as being a qualified Human Design Coach, and I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions, who am I, why am I here, and what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or Human Design Unpacks, where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I am so excited to share this story with you. It's one of my little personal stories about something that I've been working on over the last few months. Uh, But before I get to that, I just, I want to really give you all a massive shout out. Thank you every single one of you who is leaving five-star reviews, who's reaching out on Instagram, um, sending me emails just to let me know how valuable the podcast is to you. Um, you know, I do pour my heart and soul into this and I love every second of it. So I'm so grateful that so many of you out there are really receiving great, um, advice, guidance, knowledge, all of those things from the podcast. Cause I know that when I was going through the biggest challenges of my life, um, I didn't have this, you know, no one podcasted in those days. Uh, so I really I trust that everything I'm putting out there is is really helping and serving. And I'm so grateful every time I hear from someone uh, that it is. So please, if you love the podcast, can you go to um, to Apple Uh, podcasts, and leave me a five-star review because I really want to make sure we can get this out to as many people as possible. I want everyone to have the opportunity to live in alignment and to become their own guru and to heal their stuff. And um, Because, of course, that's going to make this whole planet so much better. It's going to create the peace that so many of us long for. So yes, please do share. All right, if you are interested in having a session with me, you can still do that. Um, The link is always in the show notes, so you can go and book an unpack. An unpack session is where I dive deep into your human design chart, so you can do that. Um, and then, obviously, we've got a couple of other things that you can get involved with. You can always jump on the waitlist for the Mastermind, which is on at the moment, and it's amazing, um, or the membership. There's going to be a lot more. We're upgrading all the content in the membership right now, so super exciting stuff going in on over there as well. Now, that is all done and said, what I want to share with you today is um, my story about how I love that, like the title of this episode, how I learned to see dead people. Like, man, I can see dead people. What? So let me give you a little bit of background. Um, I grew up in a family who were my mum and dad, beautiful humans. My dad's um, passed away now. Um, And very conservative, very English. However, there was one thing, was something about my dad that Always fascinated me, and that was that he talked after a few after a few bevies. Um, he would tell the most incredible stories about the time that he had spent with his aunt uh, in the UK, and she he he used to joke that she was a ghostbuster to the royal family, and he would tell all of these stories about spirits and exorcisms and. You know, things that go bump in the night. And it really sparked a fascination in me that I really knew that there was something else out there. However, I had such a massive fear around it. I had such a massive fear that it would turn up in my life and I would see it, experience it, all of those things, and, you know, not be able to do anything about it and that it would have control over me. And this fascination, I can remember going to school camps. I spent a lot of school holidays uh, on camps. And, of course, we would come down to telling ghost stories or we would um, tell, you know, those woo-woo stories or, um, uh, you know, like what was that show, like The Twilight Zone. And we that would just be – and it always completely fascinated me. And there was this really um, – interesting or crazy thing that would go on inside of me that I wanted to know so much. Like, I couldn't put it down. I was really fascinated. But the fear I had about, um, you know, the fear was specifically around being psychic. You know, like, I didn't want to know. I was afraid of, if you were psychic, does that mean that you've got to know about all the awful things that are going to happen to you and to people in the future? Um, I was also scared of seeing spirits in the middle of the night. You know, I remember walking down the corridor of a night after my grandmother passed and just saying out loud, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. And at the time, I just thought I was making that stuff up in my head. However, I now know that that was actually my intuition telling me that she's there to be seen if I wanted to see her. And of course, I didn't. I blocked it because I was so, so scared. I was scared of, um, yeah, I was scared of what I didn't know. So throughout my healing journey and my um, understanding human behavior, obviously I came from a predominantly scientific background. At the age of three, my papa, who was the person I was the most, the closest to, who I loved the absolute most, he died. And I remember that in the, at that time I was like, hmm, I'm going to call bullshit on God because he would never have taken my papa away. I was a really shy child. I found it really hard to relate to other people. You know, the only person I really spoke to was my mum and papa. But with papa, it was always playful and fun and light. And it was um, like such amazing times with him. And so when he died, uh, when I was three, it was really a time for me where I slammed the door on god you know on something greater than us so as i went through my own personal healing journey and obviously approached it through the the theme of science learning human behavior understanding how the brain works really diving deep into things like nlp um which is neuro-linguistic programming. For, for those of you that don't know, it's inc- incredibly powerful and it's it's all about um, hypnosis. It's all about the power of language to change the brain. It's, it's, it's really great. It's mind-blowing, the things that you can shift in short periods of time. But everything was science-based because it was like, well, if I can't see it, I'm not going to trust it. However, as we know now, this when we when we have to have things proven or we have to see it to believe it we're really blocking ourselves from what is you know what the universe actually is and it was as i started to venture into quantum physics that i couldn't help but start to pick up more of the more spiritual texts and as i did that um you know, whether that was uh, A Course in Miracles, all um, Wayne Dyer's work, um, people like Gabby Bernstein, and um, oh, what's the other one? The other woman, Rebecca Campbell. I was all like, okay, now I'm starting to see the correlations. I'm starting to see that this spiritual stuff uh, is really related to science and quantum physics, and they really support each other. And you may have heard me say on. The podcast before, the real awareness I had was that metaphysics and quantum physics fully support each other and, um, for the one of a better word, prove each other, if you like. So as I went down the road of spirituality, I was like, <clears throat> rightio, this is pretty cool. I want to learn more. I want to know more. In fact, I want to start to experience these uh, gifts that we're all meant to have. Like, am I psychic? Can I connect to spirit? I mean, I want to know my spirit team. I want to know more about all of this. So I started to learn and I did take a number of courses. And of course, I did a lot of work with my kinesiologist. However, nothing really quite shifted. Well, at least that's what I thought. At the time, I did a lot of work to heal my um, fear, heal the things that had been blocking me and holding me back. Um, beliefs like I had no control—that you know, you know—if you choose to connect to to spirit or to energies on you know in another dimension or behind the veil or whatever you want to call it—that you had no control over it and that they were predominantly dark. So I healed. I did so much work on this, thinking that it wasn't actually, inverted commas, working. However, it really was. Until one day I had this amazing, defining moment, if you like, when I was in, I think I was actually in session with my kinesiologist and we were going through something, healing something, working on something. And it dawned on me that I'd always had this memory of walking into the hospital when my papa had died and as we got out of the lift, I was there with my mum and my dad, I was standing holding my mum's hand, we were standing opposite the doctor, and the doctor actually told them that he had passed away. And I'd always remembered that moment just as that, but I'd never really connected to the feeling of it, like it was disbelief. And and at first, the disbelief, I was like, well, that's just because I can't believe that he's gone. However, as we were doing this session, I recalled this memory and I then remembered seeing him standing across the room in his hospital gown. And it was with that I was like, oh, wow. So as a kid, I definitely had this ability to see Um, at least my papa, who had crossed over. like I had seen him standing there in the hospital, which had created fear in me in that moment, uh, confusion. Um, And although my parents weren't very religious, I did go to religious schools, not Catholic, going to Anglican schools. So this mishmash of fear and judgment and, um, well, that's not real, Emma. So from that time, I was like, once I had that, that memory of seeing Papa, the realisation that all those times that my gran, I'd felt like my gran was there and I was like, don't you show yourself, that she really was and I was blocking it, that this it really sparked in me this desire to go, okay, cool. Everything that I know about my family's heritage, um, because I'd also done a lot of work on that and there's, there is, I've heard a number of times working with different uh, intuitives, that this psychic uh, part of me is a lineage that comes down my dad's side on the men's side, and what what's happened is that I'm carrying intergenerational trauma. So so it's much it was much easier for women in the past, even though you know they did get burnt at the stake and awful things like that, but it was even harder for the men because they had to shut it down like that shit. Was not okay to be doing. You know, they were seeing what happened to the, the women, or they think they're crazy, or um, they keep it on the lowdown. So I've been, ca- I've been carrying all this intergenerational trauma of blocking, um, hiding, and fearing my intuition or my psychic g- gifts or my claircognizance or clairvoyance, and and the gifts that I have now come to realize are really dominant and prevalent within me. And anyway, so as I started to realize that this was actually something that I could do and could access, I was like, all right, I, I want to learn more. I want to really understand. Um, are these, when I'm in session with my clients and I just feel like I'm in flow and I'm reading a chart or I'm understanding a mindset or I'm, um, you know, freakishly bringing things to light that seem like you know, like I'm really good at patterns, or, or really good at the work that I do, and I am. However, there's been times that I'm like, "Wow, that's really hit the nail on the head." Is that my intuition, or is that really my my academia? Is that my 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 knowledge? So, as you guys know, I signed up for Jess Babcock's Intuitive Course, and well, it's it's blown my mind because the one thing I will say on this is because I was ready. Because I was willing and able, because I'd chosen to face any further fears that came up, um, even though I'd done a a ton of work around those fears, I was ready to really tap in. And of course, being guided by someone who is so good at this made it super, super easy. So what have I learnt? Well, number one, I've learned that, yes, I am clairvoyant. Yes, I have claircognizance um, and I definitely have um, the, oh my goodness, I can't think of the word right now. It's clairsentience. And the way that they work in me, they've literally been there my entire life. Um, And the more I've been on my journey of healing and growing and serving, the more they have, have become more and more prominent and dominant within the way I do my work. So what I have learned is that, number one, these gifts were so there to the point where I think I may have shared this story before. I just assumed everyone felt and experienced things the same way as I did. I once said to an empath friend of mine uh, when he was trying to explain what being uh, an emotional empath is like, I said to him, oh, like when you walk down the street and you walk past someone and you can feel what they're feeling, um, almost like you can feel the conversation they're having in their head. And he just looked at me like, I don't do that. But yeah, that would be it. Um, These things are happening within us all the time. But we are choosing not to listen to them, or to override them with some sort of mental approach of, "Oh, well, that's just silly. Oh, that's just the blubber that goes, that you know, the babble that goes on in my head." Um, or how could I possibly know that about another person? So, I really want you to understand that all of us have these gifts, and they're going on all the time. We have the ability to tap into them more and more as we heal our fear. I think this is the really fundamental piece because the more we heal our fear, the more we get out of our mind trying to push or force. This is one of the things that I noticed when uh, going through this this program. Because in this program that Jess has, we are literally doing readings on people every week. So I have had opportunities to... Um, you know, help an incredible entrepreneur who is in a startup at the moment, an amazing startup. Um, really step into his power, and to the point where I even had this experience. And I get that I've just gone off on a tangent, but this was so cool. So one of the things that I I would say all the time is like, but how do I know it's real? How do I know? I want, I do want proof. I'm a person who wants proof. So the way the proof had turned up for me was in a couple of really weird ways that that I just love. And it was working with this one person who, um, as we went through the process and we checked in and we created safe space and all of those things, the first thing that comes out of my mouth, and he said nothing to me, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is like, okay, so I'm sitting here with my team. So the way I uh, do readings is that I'm literally sitting there with my entire team Team, my angels, my spirits, my guides, and then their team comes in and joins us. And we have this huge, big, um, like, horseshoe-shaped couch that we all sit around. And then whoever it wants to speak or connect comes and stands at the front and we, we have a conversation. Anyway, we, get, we, we go into this session and I say, Wow, it's freaking crowded in here. Like, it's really crowded. I feel like we're all standing in here, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And he just giggles. And I said, does that mean something to you? And he said, I was going to mention it, but every other reading I've had, people talk about how big my angelic team is. There's so many of them. And these sort of things just kept happening. I'm like, no way. No way. Like, how is that even possible? That, you know, I would be picking things bang on. Um, and this is the what I really came to understand is that, When we don't question these things, we can really start to trust them. However, and I'm going to go back to before I went on my tangent, what I have discovered working within this program and just having a look at how some of us would connect to our intuition quite quickly and then others were distrusting our connection, I would say that a large part of... What keeps you from really connecting into your intuition is fear. And this piece, this fear piece, I mean, fear is the thing that's keeping us from everything. Um, and the more that we can just choose to lean in and let go of the fear or the self judgment, it's like all of a sudden the downloads, the connection, the things that come in are massive. Um, there are so many other sessions where I had these serendipitous, no, not serendipitous. Um, like I'm trying to think. There was a session that I had and before we even met the people that we were doing the readings for, we were just uh, connecting in and setting our safe space just in our group. Um, and a couple of things just started to come in about and I didn't even know what it was. It was like a feeling in my body. It was um, something about oh, a relationship with their mother. And anyway, and I hadn't met this person yet. This is the thing that freaked me out. Like I hadn't met this person yet. Um, and, but these things like pay attention to what comes in when you go through this process, I'll okay. Uh, and then I went and I did this reading with this, this woman and we went through everything that she wanted to actually work on her business, right? So we talked about business. I was playing around with my guides to the point where not only had we sort of connected in and I'd answered some questions for her, we'd had a lot of like those those little moments for me that are like, I'm going to say proof moments. So it's a verification that we're definitely connected and we know we're talking about the, the same thing and it, it's um, resonating with her. That's the word I'm looking for. But then I would start to say at the end, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to play around. I'm going to ask your guides for three specific action steps. Like what are your action steps that you can take? Sure enough, these three action steps come out of my mouth Um, And she said, oh my God, that's so weird. I was wondering if I should do number one. Number two, I keep avoiding. And number three, um, I just decided this morning that I'm going to take that action. So these things were mind blowing to me as much to me as it was to her. But then I had this um, situation where I was like, okay, so this thing came in about like, do you have a good relationship with your mother? Um, And the look on her face was like, oh, it's no a bit rocky maybe and i just gave her this thing that came in um and in that moment there was just this like relief like this um i can't even i can't even tell you like the, the look the energy that came over her face to hear those words the that moment of resonance that moment of being seen and heard wow and these are all being delivered literally by these guides that i've been going where are you? Where are you? This whole time, where they're just literally like chitter-chattering in my ear or chitter-chattering in my head all the time. I just hadn't been paying attention to them. Then, oh my goodness, then the piece that really scared me growing up. Um, people that, you know, people that have crossed over, like, can I talk to them? Can I um, have a conversation with them? And I had a couple of times in readings, not specifically asking for mediumship for people to come in um, I had um, someone's husband who'd killed himself like oh my goodness um, and he came in and had massive message for her then I also had oh and then how good is this then I had another husband of a client and I asked like oh, so what's the message for your wife and he was like oh no message for her I talk to her all the time this is just so that you, Um, can confirm that this is really happening. And like this spirit had literally come in for me to say, well, there's this guy here. He says he's your husband. He looks like this. He feels like this. He says this. And she's like, yep, that's him. Just to show me like, yeah, you can trust this. So mind blown. As I dive deeper and deeper into these intuitive gifts of mine, I am so excited to share them with the world. However, I don't know what to do with them yet um i don't know how to specifically um integrate it into my business i don't know what is going to come of it yet i know that all of my um my work the coaching that i already do my unpacks my programs obviously have so much intuition already meshed into it you know it's already such a big part of who i am however Watch this space because I'm super keen to bring this to you guys. If you're interested, I mean, I've got a number of people that are reaching out that already want intuitive sessions, but I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. Um, but if you're interested, reach out, let me know because I'm definitely in a space where I'm asking the universe to show me what I want. What do I, what do I want to create from this? What does she want me to create from this? How can I serve using more of my intuitive gifts? You know one of the guidances, that, one of the um, messages that I got in session with one of the intuitives that I was working with was to bring this intuitive part into my business, into specifically the podcast. So here I am starting, putting my toe in the water, starting to, to speak out loud that, yep, I have a bunch of these These energies, these spirits that talk to me all the time. And I'm owning it. I'm not gonna run screaming from it like I did when I first came across human design. However, as yet, I'm not sure what that's gonna mean for you guys or for me for that matter. However, uh, if you're keen to know more, if you want to potentially even have a session with me, please reach out. Let me know. You can reach out on Instagram um, or send me an email and uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, that is my intuitive story. I really hope you enjoyed it, and I really want you to know that I am not special. I am just the same as you, so you have just as much opportunity to connect to your intuition, your guides, your angels as I do. So exciting times. Thanks, everyone, for joining I so have loved having you here, and I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points. Could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.